you're listening to Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Growing with Grace, the webcast and podcast series. Thank you for being here today, and I am excited to announce my guest today. Um, His name is Drew Powers. Drew is a financial advisor, um, very, very well equipped to take care of dentists and people in the the dental profession. So Drew, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So so tell us about Ventu and kind of what what led you to um, creating this company. Sure, sure. So Ventu Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisory. Um, and we are, I, I think where we're most different is that we are completely independent. We don't work for an investment firm. We don't get paid differently uh, one way or another. And that's the same with our insurance products as well. Uh, we also specialize in planning. And at this point, I think at least 80 to 90% of our clients are medical or dental professionals. Great. What made you um, want to focus primarily on the medical and dental space? Yeah, it's an exciting group to work with. Um, you know, they, they coming out of training, right? They haven't made a lot of money and they have a lot of debt. Um, and then right away, they get a contract where that, that pushes them above, you know, just their own earnings, probably two, three, four times the average household in the United States. So all of a sudden they have this big income that they've never had before. Um, a lot of dentists, dental specialists become practice owners very quickly. So now in addition to being you know, a, a medical dental professional, you're also a small business owner. And you know yourself, right? That, that poses its own special, unique challenges. So it's a really fun group to work with in that, in that regard. That's great. So you really, you saw the, the demand, you saw the need and wanted to provide a service. Um, that's great. So we were, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what information we wanted to share before getting on, on the call today. And we were talking a little bit about the difference between being an independent financial advisor and not being an independent provider right. and, and kind of how great this gray space has been created in, right. in the profession. So so talk to me a little bit about that. I want to paint a really clear picture for the dentists watching because I want them to know what questions to ask so that they know that they're getting truly unbiased guidance from their advisor. So, sure. so tell me a little bit, what is an independent advisor? What is a non-independent uh, advisor? And then how did the gray space come about? Right, right. So traditionally, Um, I think we had brokers or agents who worked for a specific investment company or insurance company. And it was very simple. If, if the name on the card was a name you'd seen on a billboard or on TV, that's who that person worked for. And it was very simple to say, Hey, she works for company X. He works for company Y. I know what I'm getting. Um, As time went on, then there was this gray space that was created where my health benefits as an employee of insurance company X 
were all tied to my production with insurance company X. And once I had shown a you know, client or prospective client insurance company X's product, then I was free to show other companies. But I may be compensated very differently with the other companies versus my, you know, the home team, so to speak. Okay. So now you have an independent who can offer multiple solutions, but whoever's giving them the biggest cut is going to be, it's going to be just a natural preference for people that are money motivated, right? To recommend what's going to be in their best interest, right? Right. So if, if you're truly independent, like we are, um, others are, um, the compensation that you receive between different insurance companies is very minimal. Um, it may be just a point or two here or there. Um, what I'm talking about when I say, you know, that gray space is that someone may be being paid twice as much to sell the company that they work for versus an outside company. So they, they claim independence, but really there's an internal bias there because they're getting paid much differently. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. And, and have you seen anyone that really clearly works for a particular organization, but has branded and don't any names, but has branded yeah. themselves as in, cause marketing plays a role in this too. Right. I mean, if you just come up with a business name, you brand yourself as an independent, it would take a lot of work to really uncover if that person was truly independent. Yeah, it, it does. It does. So a lot of times you'll see somebody um, who, who looks, feels, and sounds independent um, and, and may even act in such a way that they are. Um, but somewhere on their website or on their business card, there is a disclosure that says, um, you know, securities uh, and financial advice provided by someone other than them. Okay. And you, you might have to kind of dig around and Google around to say, oh, you know, this securities firm is, earn, is owned by this insurance company. So this person is really an employee mm -hmm. and still has that same internal bias. They may be, you know, recommending and using other carriers, but they still get paid differently uh, when they're using their own insurance products or their own investments. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of people out there that will look at this and say, well, okay, a small point here or there doesn't sound like a lot, but how much am I actually paying um, when I have investments through a financial advisor versus if I were to do things on my own? I know I personally um, don't have the knowledge or the confidence in the financial and investment side of things to not have an advisor. Um, but I know a lot of people that do think like that. What, what advice would you give to those people? I, I think that when it comes to your investments, you should be looking for fee based solutions where I am very clearly defining a, a dollar amount 
or a percentage of your account that I am charging you every year. And that is somewhere in that paperwork, there is a disclosure that says, this is the only fee that you're paying me, right? So for instance, if I'm charging you 1% or I'm charging you $5,000, right? That should be very clear and spelled out. Uh, there may be some other fees, but again, those should be transparent and you know, presented to you ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't personally, as a registered investment advisor, um, I do not accept commissions on investment products. Um, and I think that that really eliminates the, the conflict of interest. I, I get paid the same amount, whether you make a trade or you don't. Once I'm getting commissions, um, now it's, it's incumbent on you to make a trade before I get paid, mm -hmm. right? Change an investment, buy a new mutual fund. And if I'm coming to you with advice, am I coming to you with that advice because it really is the best thing for you or because I need a new commission that month? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I, I think really on your investments, you're looking for somebody who is fee only or fee based. We are fee based. Okay. That makes sense. And what about the person who thinks that they can do it their own and maybe they're managing, um, let's say a practice that's producing over a million a year. Right. What would you tell those, those people? Right. So, um, you know, it, it comes down to specialization and experience and um, maybe a little kind of a, a personal or emotional factor. So, um, if you have a million dollar practice and you have a million dollar portfolio, right? Investment portfolio. And I charge you 1%, that's $10,000. Think of all of the time a dentist is going to have to take to manage their investments. And the market is open at the same time their practice is open. So when they want to make changes, they need to step away from a patient or do it between patients. I think it would be way easier for most of your dentists to make another $10,000 um, in their own practice, mm -hmm. right? And I know your results, you know, a million dollar practice, they're probably gonna see multiples of that 10,000, right? Um, working with proper marketing and, 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 you know, other, any other way they can find to make their practice more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that so there's this really value. The time analysis, you're not sitting here saying like, it's not your expertise necessarily. Maybe you could do it. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they could do it. Is it really right. going to be the highest and best use of their time, even if they do feel confident in their skills? And what I would add to that is just because you feel confident in something doesn't necessarily mean that, that you're the best person to be advising yourself in these situations. Right, so, right. Let, you know, let's assume... Right. Dentists, physicians, they, they were the smartest, highest achieving right throughout high school and college and, and, you know, went through all this extra training. They're smart. They're smart enough, but they don't have the training. Um, you know, I showed you I, I had some stuff here on my desk. Right. I showed you in the last year. Right. Here's twelve hundred pages um, of training I've had just in IRAs and qualified retirement plans. There, there's no way anybody any of your dentists have done this, right? So there is an expertise factor, mm -hmm. um, but then the emotional factor too. There was one uh, famous investment company 
who were the first to say, hey, just do it on your own. You don't need a high priced broker, right? Just do it on your own. What they found was once the accounts got up to about 250, 300,000, right? And the market moves 10% in a week. These people were freaking out and needed someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also an emotional disconnect. When you have your, whatever money you have, you're emotionally tied to your money because it's not just numbers on a paper that represents your retirement fund, your boat, your kid's education, whatever it is, whatever it ends up being. I don't have an emotional tie to your money. I can take a step back and look at the big picture, um, you know, and make what I like to think is a more calm, rational decision, not an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say this, and I'm going to go like off track a little bit because I think sure. it's an important point to acknowledge. Um, I had this really big life decision to make, and I was so on the fence um, that it was a daily, like, dear God conversation, tell me what to do because I'm so 50 50. And I read somewhere in difficult decision making, if you remove all the fear from your, from the process and you remove your emotion from the process, a lot of times it'll help you feel better about the decision that you make. And I thought it was interesting advice at the same time. I thought it was extremely unrealistic because it's not, it's not humanly possible because the fear you, that's what, that's there for a reason there's a there's a purpose in that you know um but i think it's interesting to be able to have somebody who's not emotionally um tied to these decisions to be able to help you um and let's face it if i could calculate all the hours of wasted production and time from dentists oh right making a decision or being in that in indecisive place where no movement happens because you get stuck in this, in your own mind. And it's kind of a lonely, like owner, doctor, single practitioner. It's kind of a lonely place to be because you really don't have anyone a lot of times that can help you get out of your head. Right. And the time that you have to actually process is often not ideal for other people to like do business. It's usually like, when you're finally not seeing patients or when you finally don't have team, team members around. So I just, I've always been a a very big advocate for having the right advisors on your team, no matter what business you're in. And a financial advisor is one of those advisors that I feel people should have. So I agree. (laughs) And, And I'm very biased in this opinion, but I also, I see a lot of really tragic do-it-yourself marketing and I'm like, what are you leaving on the table? And I think it's the same thing with the financial side. It's like, you might be doing a great job based on what you know, but how much are you, what are you missing? What are you leaving on the table? Right. So um, when's a good time to engage a financial advisor? When are people usually, this is like really top of mind because things usually have to happen before people go, oh, I need to change this or I need to, you know, engage this person or do this thing. Right. Um, I don't think it's really ever too early. I work with a lot of, you know, graduating residents. Um, You know, it's a great time to scoop up your disability using the resident discount. 
Um, it's a great time to get a handle on, on the debt that you have and the huge influx of income you're going to have, right? Uh, um, a, a dental resident who moonlights and, and gets paid a small stipend might make 20 grand in a year. And all of a sudden they sign a contract and they're making 250. Um, that's a big jump. Yeah. You know, you're going to make in a month what you made all year last year. Maybe we need some, you know, if not a, a formal paid financial plan, at least we need some kind of strategy to deal with all of this. So the earlier, the better. Um, I get a lot of panicked phone calls from, you know, existing dentists who say, I'm buying a new practice and my loan requires that I have a million dollars in life insurance. Can we get this done in a week? And well, I don't know, right? How healthy are you, right? It, 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 it could take a week. It could take eight weeks. It could take 12 weeks. I don't know. So, you know, just being prepared for things like that ahead of time, working with an advisor who works in the dental and medical space, um, who, who, you know, can, can you know, tell you up front, let's get a million dollars of insurance because you're going to buy a practice in two or three years um, and we'll have it set. You know, little things like that. So the earlier, the better. Awesome. Okay. That's, that makes perfect sense and it answers my question very well. Um, Drew, before we wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to touch on or talk about in terms of Ventu and, and what you do there? Um, sure. So, you know, not only are we independent, but we, we know, I know, that I can't know everything. I can't be an expert in everything. I think that's another thing you find a lot with in the financial industry is that, oh, well, we're all the smartest guys in the room. Just ask us. Um, you know, I know that I can't know everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm paying a hefty tuition and I go to three-day seminars, right, to go through these manuals. Um, you know, when I'm looking for investment resources, right, I use my custodians, um, multiple custodians, big names that you've seen, you know, I, I, I don't want to mention names at the moment, but, you know, big names, big investment companies to act as custodian. Um, I can go to them for more products and uh, market knowledge. When you're getting a life insurance policy through me and Ventu, we actually have a general agency that we go through who all they do is life insurance and they are awesome at it. When we get a disability policy, it's a different general agency. And that's all they do is disability and they are awesome at it. Same for long-term care, same for other product lines. So, you know, to any extent possible, we're a small firm, a couple of partners, a couple of, uh, you know, assistants in the office. Um, but we've got this huge team behind us who's really helping us uh, stay on top of everything that we're going to need to be. Awesome. Very good. Well, Drew, how would someone get in contact with you if they were interested in learning more about you or your services at Ventu? Sure. So um, easy to email me, drew at ventufa.com. Um, phone number is 855-VENTU. And of course, we chose this, you know, random mountain in the south of France, so it's a weird spelling. I, I would have helped you with the branding on that had we met sooner. No. So let's spell it I, out. Yeah, it's V-E-N-T-O-U-X. Awesome. And Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, well, 
Thank you all for being a part of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. I look forward to sharing more helpful information with you to help you grow your practice. And Drew, thanks for being here. I hope you have a great day. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.